Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in. 11 o'clock. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you on this Wednesday morning. Uh, I'll open up this hour just like I opened up the 9 o'clock hour with a quote from one of my favorite wrestlers, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. What do you guys want to talk about today? I didn't know where you are going with that, but I guess we should talk about AJ Swan visiting yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is the dominant headline today. That's what we're going to spend the entire hour on. Of course, I'm kidding. The news of the day that literally came out just a couple of hours ago. Rocket Sanders, now I've been made sure to say this the right way. Say it correctly. expected to commit to South Carolina. We have not gotten an official, get our, our verbiage correct, official right? commitment yet, but it seems like you guys have reported on it. Uh, Pete Nakos from On3 has reported on it. Zenit yeah. from 24-7, like... This is going to happen. We just have not gotten the absolute like tweet from Rocket Sanders yet. Yeah, he he is not publicly committed. I think is the best way to yes. to say it. And uh, you know we were we were going to hold off and you know until he did. But sure. then when it just gets everywhere, you have to run your content as well because otherwise people are like, "Well, you're not hearing this. What's going on? How do you not it, know this?" And it, so if this is a a backup cornerback from Tulsa expected to commit and all this kind of stuff and it waits a little while that's one thing but this is the guy that everybody's been focused on had their eyes on and wanted desperately to become a Gamecock Mm -hmm. and just any inkling of news about him over the past couple weeks has gotten people on edge and now they're finally getting the information that they have been hoping to hear yeah man and I I think um I I I want to I'm I'm gonna refrain from going on a diatribe now about how um just when when visits are over just give it a beat. We can talk about that later. 
Um, I don't want to put a damper on the mood, but yes, let, let's just go ahead. You know, let's talk about this. Assuming Rocket does go public here, you know, today, tomorrow, something like that. What what a get this will be, and, and obviously, you know, I I think you, you always are looking for difference makers in the SEC and proven playmakers, and you know, with, with everybody in the portal, just about there's always going to be little question marks here or there, just like there are with high school guys. Like, there there are no surefire, proven prospects that just 100% work out every single time. It doesn't exist. Um, with Rocket, I would really say the, the only, like, even question you could throw in there was just that he was not fully healthy this past year. So mm-hmm. you've got to get him back to form, right? Sure. That That's really but, – but in terms of just showing what you can do, on an SEC level against SEC competition, this is probably as sure of a thing as you're going to get. Rushed for 1,400 plus yards, you know, at Arkansas. That would have been 2022. Um, South Carolina fans got a good view of that up close and personal. They did. You know, I uh, I tweeted his 20 minute highlight reel that's on YouTube, and then there's about I don't know two or three minutes of there in there of I was like, man, I recognize those Stormtrooper yep. uniforms and. Uh, you know, man, I, I think just we talked about, hey, could you replace a, a Juice Wells? Like, is that possible? And, and obviously these are clearly different positions, but I, I think the way you do that, if you can't do do it with like a pure just playmaking wide receiver, you say, all right, can you replace it at, at another spot? And And for a position where, you know, they were trying to find guys this past year at, at running back, you, you now sort of have – your bona fide number one, like your, your guy. And, and I don't want to downplay at all the addition of Oscar Attaway III as well. And we'll because, get to him. You know, I, we'll, yeah, we'll get into him, but I, I think you, you're you sort of seeing them completely flip this running back room, and they've been very aggressive in the portal. We've had a few, a few people ask us, like, hey, man, why, why so many running backs? And I'm like, because they refuse to let what happened this past year happen again. Like, sure. they're going to keep – and even – you know, even once Rocket is official, they're going to they're going to keep going after the guys at, at this position because uh, I think they need to load up while they can. And but but Sanders is certainly your true blue chip number one. Can do it all. Runs with power. Runs with speed. Can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, has a size to pass pro. And you know, I, I think gives you a true just number one at that position. Also, Tyler. Uh, just to give some perspective to some context, currently in the national on three transfer portal rankings, number two running back in the country. And because of that, he was going to be a hot commodity that a lot of people were after. And you guys have talked so much about when it comes to transfer portal recruiting, the, the importance of being that first visit. And to my knowledge, this was the first place that he visited yep. on Friday. And he may mm-hmm. have had a couple other things lined up, but getting that first visit out of the way and, you know, this process that moves very rapidly may have ended up being one of the deciding factors where it's like, okay, I like what I saw there. I see obviously he's got the relationship with Dow Loggins, saw enough of what he needed to at South Carolina to go ahead and say, all right, this is where I want to go it, it feels the the speed in which transfer portal recruiting goes compared to regular old traditional recruiting um it, it's like exponentially faster and so that's why you also can i mean you can see guys where you you might see on a on a message board or you know or fan site you might see hey this school is in good shape with this guy and then it's 
completely true at the time, then 12 hours later, the guy might be committing somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we see changes in recruiting, obviously, with the high school guys. But in this, just everything is sped up. So I, I firmly believe pull out all these stops to get a guy on your campus first because, yeah, we, you know, we see some of these guys still two visits, three visits. I feel like that's on, that's close to the max with a lot of these guys. You're not seeing four, five, six visits for the most part. I'm sure there's, you know, somebody can call in and say, well, hey, this guy and, took a bunch, but there's just not enough time. And I remember Preston talked about this the other day with Bill. You know, when you're a recruit in high school, there are a lot of things that you may focus on in a visit that at the end of the day aren't going to matter once you actually get on campus and start playing for the school. So the jerseys and the you know soda machine or smoothie machine may not be as an important deal when you're going on a transfer visit. It's already about the meat and the potatoes of what the program has. And, you know, again, when you talk about coming in and being the first visit, you come in and you see what you need to see out of a place like South Carolina and feel comfortable enough to say, okay, I feel like I can have success here and go ahead and commit to them as opposed to, again, like you said, going on 10, 12 different visits over the course of a couple months as a guy coming out of high school because you're looking at a lot of things that may not necessarily factor in once you're actually on campus. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times there are two main factors with, with portal recruiting, it seems like. There are obviously others, but the, the big ones seem to be other than NIL, which is you know an obvious, but the on the field, the football stuff is, hey, do you have a need for a guy to come in and play in my position? How do I fit in? And... You see that in high school recruiting, but it's to a much uh, much more depth in this because a lot of times you're talking about a guy with one or two years of eligibility left. So it's like, I need to play right away. And, and then uh, I think the other one you a lot, of, a lot of times you see is, do you have a prior relationship with somebody at that school? In this case, obviously, uh, Rocket Sanders knows Justin Stepp, and he knows Dal Loggins. So, so that, I believe, was a, a pretty big factor in this as well. Chris is now joining us. Chris, your thoughts? Yes, I assume you're talking about Rocket because we that's are. what that's what the name I have heard, and should be the cop- topic that carries the day. Yeah, sorry, it was on uh on some portal phone calls. I, I was gonna say, I imagine you guys are plenty busy, especially once yes. things start rolling like Chris this. Chris just was pulling an Adam Schefter <laughs> on us, just old two Ooh. phones over there. So right. we we need to come up with uh, nicknames for when you guys drop news. We have like Woj bombs. Things like that. Mm. Like, what can we, what can mm. we come up with, you guys? Let us know. Firehouse like, subtext. Someone else is going to have to come up with that. Like, I, we, I don't. We'll crowdsource it. Yeah. One, one thing I think we try to do is not take ourselves too seriously. So, yes. Um, if somebody else try. wants to come up with it, they can. Yeah. Got a good we're not, idea. We're not going to self. Yeah. If you come up with your own nickname or, or whatever. Yeah. We're not going to self. Like, eh. uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you got an idea, Firehouse Subtext on 6100. <laughs> but obviously you guys are on top of all this. And when I, cause I see this get reported, you know, with Nikos and guys like that, which are very reputable sources, but I wait until Gamecock Central picks it up to know, okay, this is really going to happen or, or whatever it may be. So the fact that you guys, you know, jumped on this this morning, even though it's not officially official yet, leads me to believe that, I mean, this is definitely going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do not have uh, we do not have, nor do we claim to have a monopoly on all information. Uh, we try our best, and we certainly break our fair share, and we try to be accurate every time we say something. But yeah, I mean, th- this is coming out a lot of places from very reputable people, and it lines up with what we know too behind the scenes, and and that's the most important part. But I mean, asking for my thoughts, Tyler. Obviously, this is a huge get for the Gamecocks at a position of need. 
you know, and when you when you look in at the portal, when a team needs a certain position, um, you start with places where you have connections, right? And if you can kind of match up the need, connection, great player, that typically means you're going to have a shot at that at that player. And if you can fill a need there, that's an obvious starting point, right? So sometimes the stars kind of align for you. So what happened with quarterback Spencer Rattler? You know, it's not like Shane Beamer was his you know position coach at Oklahoma, but there was some carryover. Th- those guys knew each other. He didn't work with Beamer every day because Spencer Rattler didn't you know play tight end. He wasn't a special teams guy, but they knew each other and he knew what type of person they 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 had familiarity, and so that helped. You look here. Th- there's a few guys in the class or potentially in the class that have carryover. And Rocket Sanders is one. Knowing a couple of the Gamecocks coaches, look at a guy like LT Overton. You know, there's some ties to Jody Wright there, um, dating back to his high school days when he played in Alabama before he moved over to high school in Georgia. And so when you find those, if they work out, that that's a win-win. So it just so happened that one of the best transfer portal backs in the country is a guy that has ties to your staff, and there's an, an obvious you know tie-in there that, that can help you get him. And I was talking about this with Wes before you uh, came in. You know, We talked about the importance of having that first visit for a guy like this who's going to be sought after by a lot of programs around the country comes in on Friday and you know from every indication that I got from reading what you guys were covering on the weekend seemed like a very positive overwhelmingly good visit where you felt very good coming away from it and again we're still waiting on that official tweet but it sounds like the one and done was was good enough to land a guy like Sanders yeah and you you kind of get to set the bar if you have the first visit and and you know it doesn't mean another school can't get a second visit or a third and it's not uh, foolproof, obviously, but if you have a chance to get a guy in first and quick, I, I think you you got to go for it. I've always not not even you know even in high school, the last visit thing doesn't really quite hold up as much as you would maybe think it would. But if you if you gave me a choice with a high school guy, I would probably take the last visit. If you gave me a choice with a transfer portal guy, give me give me the first visit without any hesitation. And uh, and let me set the bar. In this case, you know we'll we'll maybe get into some more details on this when um, you know when it's official. But the the quickness in which South Carolina moved, like the moment that Rocket Sanders hit the portal, I, I think should be commended as well. And that's kind of where those connections, uh, you know, help a lot as well. Like Chris was saying, because. Guys, there's just so many players now hitting the portal. It's impossible. Like, fans may think about it, you know, like a video game. You may say, hey, we'll hit them all up and let's see who's... There's logistically just not time to connect with all of them. So, to just connect with Rocket so quickly and get this thing move, get the ball moving forward for you for South Carolina was massive. Absolutely. We'll continue to dive into the Rocket Sanders conversation as we are awaiting the tweet, but he is uh, 99% coming to South Carolina. So we'll dive into more of that as the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs rolls on here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app, which you can download from your respective app store and listen to us wherever you are. More coming up here on the game. All right, welcome back in. It is the Gamecock. Oh, never mind. There it is. Hard to lose track of Rocket Sanders, but it seemed like the Gamecocks did. 
That was indeed the call for what was a very successful day for Rocket Sanders when they took on South Carolina uh, last season, or two seasons ago, back in Fayetteville in 2022, and en route to what uh, was a very good season for him, over 1,400 yards on the ground for Arkansas back in 2022. And now he is set to become a South Carolina Gamecock. Obviously, a fan base very, very excited about this news that we've been waiting for uh, since he made his visit the other day, which again sounded like it went very well from all the indications over the weekend. Now we're just waiting for the official tweet from him saying he is indeed going to be a Gamecock and looking at what he can bring to this offense. And again, you do have the injury concerns with the knee that kept him out for most of the season, but this is a guy or a course type of back that can easily carry the load 70, 80% of the time if you need him to get a bulkier carries and really, you know, run the offense through him in the backfield. Yeah, he's a guy that can be a workhorse type of back. Just really a fascinating type of back. He, he's pretty unique because you go look back in high school, you know, this was a guy that was ranked as an athlete coming out of Rockledge, Florida. But you looked at his size and you're like, man, this is kind of a, even as a receiver, if you thought of him that way, kind of a unique receiver because he was listed at, I think, 6'2", 210 back then. Obviously, very quickly was a running back for Arkansas. And so he's being taller, being 6'2", a little bit more of an upright runner. But if you go back and watch him, especially 2022, his best season, you know, he's obviously adept at catching the ball. He can hit some home runs for you with his speed, his athleticism, um, but he also is just really good at breaking tackles. Uh, he's got really good vision in the box, but when he gets out on the edge, he just has a knack for breaking tackles. He's a pretty, he's got some slippery qualities to him, I think you could say, but also he can just bounce off guys because he's so big. And that's a big difference between what he can bring from a skill set point standpoint to what Mario Anderson can bring. Mario Anderson a little bit more of the bowling ball type of back, definitely more you know leaning towards running between the tackles, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Rocket Sanders more uh, adept to get out the to the outside, uh, to the edge, break some tackles, that kind of stuff. So even a little bit more of a difference on what you can do with him out of the backfield compared to what you had what we're doing with Anderson. The thing I like about rocket is i i think he's one of those backs frankly that can just do it do it all like i, I think you look at you, you can get by you know with with a running back that has maybe a skill set where maybe they're they're more adept at doing this or that like one guy might be a bowling ball hey he's gonna break some tackles but isn't gonna outrun you one guy might just be really good at um kind of making you miss in a phone booth like that guy that's so slippery um you do have sort of dynamic running backs that can run with power you know, in size or can run with speed, can can help in the passing game as well. And, you know, you, you're not rushing for 1,400 yards if you're not uh, able to do pretty much everything. And so to me, the, the deeper conversation here, kind of moving it forward as well, is we, we've seen that Dow Loggins has a uh, willingness to adjust to kind of uh, the talent that he has, you know, to work with. So... For South Carolina moving forward, we, we know that Arkansas with Jefferson and, of course, um, you know, Rocket with Bryles running the show, it, I mean, they were tough to stop. And so I, I do think getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it, it is fascinating to think about what South Carolina might try to make this offense be when you talk about, you know, really kind of revamping the running back room and adding potentially – that running back threat or the running game threat to the quarterback position with Lenora Sellers. 
Yeah, and who was it? I mean, several people have mentioned this about Dowell Loggins and that, you know, he's going to try to structure the offense around this. It was Lenore Sellers. Strengthen, you know, he's going he's gonna to situate the offense around the strengths of the quarterback. And so Spencer Rattler, different type of player than Lenore Sellers. You know, Lenore Sellers on the field, you probably are going in thinking, okay, we've we've got some zone reads in this game, right? We've got some option plays. We've got some different things that we're going to do as opposed to having a guy like Spencer Rattler. And I think, you know, that's probably – I think that's something that is appealing to a quarterback like like Lenore Sellers and Spencer Rattler to a guy like Dow Loggins because he's not coming in saying, this is the offense. We're going to run it. Don't care if you don't like the play. You know, Lenoris, when he was in here with this Garnet Trust Tower, was talking about how if there's some concepts or plays that quarterbacks just aren't really feeling or they're not very comfortable with, not afraid to put it in the can. Dow Loggins isn't. And so when you when you start looking at the skill sets of not only having sellers, but having a guy like Rocket, this is something we've talked about when we were kind of thinking about this scenario that Gamecock fans have dreamed of, bring in a little bit of the Arkansas East flavor, and Dow Loggins was there for that. He was there for K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders in that 2022 season. For sure, man. And I, I think, again, when you just talk about trying to maybe upgrade a position, put yourself in a spot to, um, you know, just be a little bit more dynamic at, at a spot, then, you know, that that's what Rocket, I uh, think, gives you. I, I was just looking. I, I was trying to go through some PFF stuff. I think he was the he was the number two rusher in the SEC in 2022, behind just Quinshawn Quinshawn Judkins mm-hmm. from Ole Miss, who obviously was a stud. Um, a chain right behind him. Oh. So, I mean, you're you're surrounded by some <laughs> some pretty good players there. And um, dude, looking back, the SEC. Whew, the this list: Judkins, Rocket, A chain, Ray Davis. Tank, um, Jameer Gibbs, seventh. Yeah, Chris seventh. Rodriguez Jr. eighth. <laughs> God, some absolute guys on that list. Um, I'd forgotten that Ole Miss had two rushers in the top six in the SEC, but it, it just goes to show you, man. When when you have that guy who can maybe make a little bit more out of a play than what it's blocked for. And I was I was talking to a coach uh, on Monday. Uh, high school coach, he said, man, in that league, y- y- it's not going to be blocked up perfectly. M- most of the time, yes. it's not going to be blocked perfectly. There's no dominant O-line in the SEC. Yeah. People may say there there is. There's not. Yeah, you you got to find a way to get guys that um, can extend plays, can, can make that three-yard run into a five-yard run, can make the 10-yard run into a 20-yard run. And, you know, to me, a, a healthy Rocket Sanders could potentially be that guy for South Carolina. And obviously you do have the concerns when it comes to the offensive line. As we've said, you know, even the greatest running back in the world is going to struggle behind an offensive line that isn't that great. And that's another area that South Carolina is probably going to address in the portal and hopefully can land some guys from there as well as bring, you know, bringing along some of these uh, guys like Cam Pringle and Josiah Thompson with this next recruiting class. So that hopefully will get better, you know, once we go into next season. But uh, you certainly feel better having a guy like Rocket Sanders back there where you know he's a proven commodity in the SEC that can uh, play at this level. Yeah, I, I think... To me, for the offensive line, um, 
that position has to be addressed by the guys that you already have on campus. And so when, when you're recruiting offensive line, I think you're recruiting that position for two and three years down the road. So you, you look at that class that they brought in this past year with the, the freshmen that are already on campus right now and then throw in a healthy Marquis Anderson, I, I think that's where you're going to maybe have some excitement if you're a Gamecock fan. To me, yeah, you maybe add a portal guy, maybe add a second if they're out there. But for the most part, I think that's a spot your high school recruiting is how you want to fill those roles. And, you know, getting getting back of Rashawn Lee, which, you know, it, it looks like he's back. It looks like a Jalen Nichols back. Um, I, I think there's the potential to fix those spots without it really truly involving the per, the portal. Absolutely. Well, excited for Rocket Sanders to come in as a Gamecock. Not the only running back that's going to be joining the team, as we had one that committed uh, late last night as well. We'll dive into that in just a moment. Reminder again, we are going to be broadcasting live out at Firehouse Subs tomorrow on Forest Drive from 9 until 12. Come by and see us. Store opens up at 1030, as well as Bill and Preston broadcasting just down the street from us here at the Hilton Garden Inn at Gervais and Pickens Street. Thanks to our friends over at Sound and Images for tomorrow's edition of the early game. So a very busy day here on the game. Certainly come by and see us at both of those locations. More of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Talking running backs out of the portal coming up here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. Third and a yard for UNT. Attaway with the first down. He's got a canyon. Attaway, can he win the foot race? All the way home for a touchdown. 77 yards for Oscar Attaway the third. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyre West and Chris along with you. That was what I thought was going to be the leading news of the day last night. Oscar Attaway III, a running back from North Texas, committing to the Gamecocks last night. Beamer had put out a tweet yesterday afternoon, evening, while he was uh, on some recruiting trips about uh, two welcome homes. And we now know it seems like those are Oscar Attaway and Rocket Sanders. And in fact, just a few minutes ago, threw another one out there. So there'll be more to come here, uh, hopefully very soon, on another commitment for the Gamecocks. But we'll get to that when that comes. Uh, Oscar Attaway, you know, is, he's not Rocket Sanders, but another solid piece to add to the running back room that uh, people should be excited about. Yeah, I think, uh, guys, to me, Attaway makes perfect sense, potentially as kind of that second back uh, of a one-two punch. Now, uh, you know, he's got some experience. He's played some ball. And I, I think he really lets your, you know, DJ Braswell, your Matt Fullers, your younger guys, you know, he, he kind of provides some competition to them, but also lets them come along at their own pace. So I, I think Attaway, a very solid back, uh, does everything pretty well, low center of dra- gravity, um, has some physicality to his game, can push the pile. Not what you would call a burner, but also has a 77-yarder on his resume from this past year. So he can, you know, he can make plays for you. And so I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to overhype it, but I, I think it's a, a really nice get for South Carolina. It helps you start to kind of, uh, I would say, fill out that running back room and running back depth chart. And, you know, is there a scenario where, hey, maybe DJ Braswell takes a massive step forward this offseason? That'd be great for everybody, right? Maybe Matt Fuller comes in and is just a dude. <laughs> that, that'd be great for everybody. But you don't want to count on that. And right. so I think what, what Attaway does is gives you some experience, 
potentially, I, I think if you had to just sort of what's most likely, most likely he's South Carolina's number two back right now if you fast-forwarded to the beginning of, of next season. And I, I think most importantly, you start to kind of, you know, R- Rocket's going to be here for one year. I, I think that's probably safe to say. Well, Attaway technically has one year left, but has basically said he has two. So I, I think I th- I think we'll have to check on this. Doing the math, I think he's going to have to have a waiver. Maybe he already has it, but but let's just say potentially he has two. So I think you start to look at how you can spread out these classes in that room. Yeah, Attaway is what he did go through the COVID year. His first year in college was 2019. So eventually we'll be past this, Wes. We'll be able to be we're, like... We're almost there. We're almost there. We're getting close to kind of offloading all the different COVID years. We're so close. But, th- but then you have... can't. Hey, if that guy transfers, will he have to sit or not? So then you got the waiver and then you got the transfer thing. Will there be any changes to that? A lot, a lot of people wondering, by the way, hey, all this can be fixed. The transfer portal or chaos can be fixed if you just take away the one-time transfer. Don't think we're going there. I don't think that's going to away. Zero. Toothpaste is out of the no tube. Chance. Yeah, it's out of the tube. All the different cliches can't go there. But back to Attaway, I do think this is a guy that kind of quietly, like a lot of bigger names were being bandied about, and, and legitimately, right? Like you look at the UNC. UNC had two backs, Elijah Green, George Petway, who's still in the portal, um, hasn't gone anywhere yet. Evan Pryor from Ohio State who committed to Cincinnati, I believe, this morning. Some bigger names that drew kind of more headlines, right? But Attaway was someone that quietly um, South Carolina really liked. And then if you go, and I agree with you, Wes, you look at kind of the skill set, there are some similarities to a Mario Anderson type. And last year, you know, Mario Anderson ended up getting the job, taking the job, running with it, did great things for South Carolina. But he was really meant to be more of a complimentary piece, right? That was kind of the goal. You wanted to have more depth in that room, and that's how I see Attaway. You know, South Carolina is going to continue filling out this room. I think you probably see another transfer portal back if they can get one jump in as well, in addition to Fuller and what you've got on the roster. But then if you can stay healthy, you might have some actual depth this year. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, similar in stature and kind of play style to Mario Anderson, that bruising type of bowling ball type of running back. One area, though, where he is significantly better, we talked about this all season long with Mario Anderson, is with pass blocking. And again, we like to look at pro football focus grades. Mario Anderson ended the season with a 27.6 pass blocking grade per PFF. Oscar Attaway, 70.2. Now, again, is he going to take a bulk of the carries and be on the field the majority of the time? Probably not. That'd be Rocket Sanders, but he'll be out there a good bit. And obviously, when you talk about the importance of, of uh, pass blocking, I brought this up earlier, how much we talked about DJ Braswell springing that block when Spitz Rattler threw the game-winning touchdown against Kentucky to, to Xavier Leggett. Like, those are the kind of things that you need to see. And again, Anderson got better as the season went along, but this is a guy that definitively is good at pass blocking. It'll be a welcome addition to the offense. Yeah, trying to show my work here a little bit, guys. So, like like we said, 2019 is when he arrived mm-hmm. at North Texas. Yep. 2019, he redshirted that year. So, he goes to 2020. He would still be a redshirt freshman. He played in 2020. Yes. But um, that really would not have counted. So, 2021, he's still a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, got hurt, missed the entire year in 2021. That's the year I think he could get back. Yeah, it's like a medical redshirt. Um, because technically... 
he would have been a redshirt sophomore at that point. And you you don't automatically get yeah a year and, for that because it, he didn't redshirt it, the first time right due to an injury. And his injury um, occurred in camp, I believe. So he didn't play a single snap that season. He was legitimately out for the entire year. And, you know, again, you always have to be concerned when you're talking about a guy with injuries. We talked about it with, you know, Rocket Sanders and the knee injury that plagued him. And obviously that ACL with Attaway is a concern. But he came back strong as ever in 2022. Obviously had a good 2023 over 700 yards and six touchdowns. Like he seems to be, um, you know, back to form and running really, really well. And, um, you know, should be a good piece for South Carolina in 24. Yeah. So, so 2021 would have been his second redshirt freshman year, 2022 yes. redshirt sophomore. He would have been a redshirt junior this past year and will be listed as a redshirt senior yes. at South Carolina. Um, however, so, to, to make it make sense, it is his fifth year in or sixth year in college. No, no, fifth year in college, fourth year playing, technically. Yes. Yeah. No. Nope. Or sixth year playing. Okay. So technically, fifth year play, sixth year in college, fifth year playing. But, but no, he did. He didn't play the one year. He, well, according, so he got a couple. He played a little bit in nineteen, where he took his initial red shirt. I'm guessing. So yeah. he got four carries in 2019. But again, if if I'm going back and remember when that rule was in place, that shouldn't count against him. So he's played in four different seasons. Yeah, he he definitely redshirted. 2024 will be his fifth, his sixth year in college. But again, 2021 will not count. Or 2021, he didn't play at all because of 2020 the will not count. Or, 2020 won't count because of COVID. 2021, we hope, wouldn't count because of the injury hope, if he can yes. get perhaps a medical rich. I know it's a lot to keep up with, and I'm like you. I'll be glad when the COVID guys have finally Ooh. filtered out because that's so hard to keep up with. Man, I bet they were excited about him in 2019, though. Four carries for 42 yards. Yeah, ten. That's pretty good. <laughs> ten per carry. I mean, hey, look, this season, six yards a carry. Like, this guy totes the rock really, really well. And, um, you know, we, we talk about these similarities with him and Mario Anderson, but looking at the way that he runs the ball, similarly to Rocket Sanders, he does bounce outside a little bit more, kind of gets to the edge, breaks tackles, you know, shows off. He's not maybe the as fast as a guy like Rocket Sanders, but you said that's a two-yard run, 77-yard run, excuse me, fast enough. So, so a lot of edge work with the uh, running backs, and especially when you're talking about an RPO type of offense. That's something you're going to want to utilize a lot um, with that kind of running style. Yeah, you got to, especially, you know, if you're RPO, if you're zone blocking, uh, kind of having that ability to bounce around, to hit that backside area, to cut it back against the grain. And, and some of that's vision, some of that's feel, some of that can be coached up too, I think. But, um, you know, vision matters, I, I think, in terms of taking that sort of shorter run and turning it and kind of just almost bending it back into a bigger run. So, uh, you know, I, I think the zone stuff will be a big part of what South Carolina does. These days, almost all these running backs have some experience doing that. So it, it's not something that's unique or rare, but still it, it certainly helps. Absolutely, and uh, plenty to be excited about with uh, what South Carolina has with the running back room already for 2024 and certainly the opportunity to add a couple more pieces as well. We'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game, the game app, and coming very soon, the game TV. Our friends at Integrated Media have set up these wonderful cameras that we will have ready to go here in just a couple days. We want to make sure it's all perfect and pristine as it can be for our debut of the game TV. So keep it locked right here for more information on that coming very, very soon. Wrap up today's edition of the show next here on the game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour 
presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler Wesson, Chris, along with you for a few more minutes. Yes, that was the famous Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40, quote, from all the way back in 2007. Hard to believe it's been 16 years. So I guess that would make him He's not 40 56 anymore. now, if I'm doing my math Ooh. correctly there, um, yeah. which is crazy to think about. And the mullet has certainly grown a lot since uh, then. He had the short hair with the visor back then. Um, Chris, I'll let you explain why we played that one. Yeah, I'm West, West, but uh, <laughs> it is a Chris involved. Uh, That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Chris Payne. He is a man. He is the man, <laughs> and he is now 40 as well. So happy birthday, Chris. You don't, you don't look a day over 39, man. Does he have a mullet? He does not. He should get a mullet. <laughs> cool. Definitely definitely no mullet on Chris. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Chris Payne, big Gamecock fan. Uh, South Carolina gifted him a rocket today so uh, i mean gifted everyone a rocket at the end of the day you know what i i should have had rocket man on standby i should have done that mm. what, are you, what are you, doing, you know doing, what Tyler? i got i got three hours with terry i'll, I'll work it in there at some point no, save um, our show. <laughs> tomorrow well, we, may, we may have more news by the time tomorrow rolls around yeah, who knows show, what so happen by then. obviously the the transfer portal picking up a lot of steam and um you know something we talked about yesterday uh had aj swan in town for a visit obviously quarterback from uh vanderbilt is Pretty much their entire team jumped into the transfer portal. And, you know, that's not necessarily something that got a ton of people overly excited because you're not out there actively looking for a transfer quarterback to come in and start, but you need some stability in that room, some veteran experience in a backup scenario if you need them. Um, and AJ Swan, I feel like, could be a perfect fit for that and um, seemed like the visit went pretty well. It did. Um, my understanding is uh, he he may go take – Another visit. I've heard. I've heard LSU is a possibility, but I think the Gamecocks are in a pretty good spot here. Um, makes a lot of sense. Again, this staff is familiar with AJ Swan. Seen him in camp. Seen his stuff in high school. He's from. He's from the state of Georgia. And Swan obviously has some familiarity with South Carolina. He's been on campus here before as a prospect during the high school recruiting process. Uh, he's he's been to Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, to Williams Rice Stadium, so he's familiar with the game day atmosphere and all those things. And this move just makes a lot of sense. And Vandy, you know, obviously not a good football team, but when you look at some of their guys that entered the portal, really it was their best players. You look at where they're landing; it just goes to show they're good players at every school, every level, every conference, even at programs that, as a whole, are not very good programs. Um. Look at one of the, their best defensive linemen committed to Southern Cal. Will Shepard has a Southern Cal offer and a bunch of SEC schools, including South Carolina, their other good receiver. Uh, you know, look Humphrey, at Ra- London Humphreys. Look at look what Ray Davis did this past year, going Ray, from Vanderbilt to Kentucky. Ray Davis going to Kentucky. London Humphreys probably going to uh, Georgia. You mm-hmm. know, they've got a really good shot with him. And then, you know, you look at A.J. Swan as a guy who's going to have some SEC options, including South Carolina. So makes a lot of sense, and, and we've talked about this all week. You know, if you're South Carolina, you've got to add some more depth to the quarterback room. And that that doesn't mean you're going to go out and land not or, or try to land, you know, one of these big-time names sure. that are in the transfer portal. It just doesn't make sense. But landing somebody like Swan, who has SEC experience, has demonstrated some ability, 
makes all the sense in the world. And I've had a lot of people bring this up this morning. It's like, well, nobody's going to transfer in here to be a backup. And not saying that that's what you're going to sell to a guy like him. You're going to give him the opportunity to come in here and compete for the number one spot. And if he's good enough to win it, you'll give it to him. But the expectation will be, okay, we think Sellers is the better guy out of these two. And he would come in here and be the backup to him in case you needed him, where you're not having to turn to a true freshman in Dante Reno or uh, you know Luke Doty, who's playing half wide receiver you know, and half quarterback at this point in time. Um, it just had more experience but again if he comes in here and can win the job then good for him but that's not what the expectation would be but he would get ample opportunity to at least try yeah and I, I think guys let's I think this is worth mentioning Swan was not some nobody out of high school <laughs> yeah. dude number 40 number 449 prospect in the country which yeah is not obviously top 250 but this is not the one thousandth guy in the country either <laughs> Number 25 quarterback, you know, he's 6'3", 220-plus pounds, has played, basically was thrust into action at, at Vanderbilt, played on some, you know, some bad football teams as, we, as we've seen. Now, had some good receivers, yep, but had very poor offensive line play for, for pretty much his entire time there. So I, I frankly think if you can get him, this is – probably the perfect combination of has a chance to to help you has a chance to step in has a chance to push that room but also you're not recruiting over Lenore Sellers this is not like a signal to Sellers hey man we don't trust you it's yeah. more hey this is a guy who can come in has some SEC experience sure if Sellers wins the job you're talking about a guy that's going to be running frankly you're going to be hit mm-hmm. so I don't want to speak an injury into existence, but if something were to happen where sure. QB1 is not available, you need a guy with some experience to be able to go in there, and this would allow Luke Doty to focus more on trying to be a wide receiver potentially. Absolutely, and I said this earlier. I, the best-case scenario, you get an A.J. Swan, and he never has to take a meaningful snap for South Carolina and serves as the backup, comes in to mop-up duty, whatever it may be. But um, obviously we'll see what becomes of that as he was on campus yesterday visiting. May have a couple more visits to go before he ultimately makes his decision. We will be out at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive 21 hours from now, from 9 until 12. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then with the transfer portal. We'll react to all of it when it does happen coming up tomorrow. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show with myself and Terry Ford coming up right here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.